Ahoy, motherfuckers. What happens when you decide that every part of a series that you created sucks, except for the parts of the series that you actually created? What happens when you retcon four movies in order to make sure that your story sticks? What happens when so much shit has happened in the movies that you don't approve of that the only way to make it work is to act like those things never happened? You end up with literally the third greatest movie in the entire series. Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek. I'm joined by Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm great. I think this is better than Terminator. This was my second favorite after Terminator 2. Really? Yeah, I, thought I, like that, I thought that you were going to say Terminator because, you know, it's a standard, but you're absolutely right. Terminator 1, the more that you watch it and then you see these other ones, it just doesn't work. But the things that they did after Terminator 2 weren't going to work either, which is why when James Cameron came back, he was like, the first thing we're going to do is act like none of this shit ever happened. Oh, and by the way, that little motherfucker who played John Connor, let's kill him within the first four minutes of the movie. I like Arnold as a good guy better. I think that's why I don't like the first one as much. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, this movie begins with Linda Hamilton being back. Um, it doesn't begin with her, but she's back. And the reason why she's back is because, again, in Terminator 3, they say that she died of cancer. That was not what happened in Terminator 2. Following the events of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, Sarah Connor, um, well, the, the, the synopsis of this movie is basically uh, Sarah Connor and a superhuman woman uh, must stop an advanced liquid Terminator from hunting down a young girl whose fate is critical to the human race. Um, what they actually do is they make the young girl John Connor. Yes. This, this is essentially a, 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 a version of Terminator if it was run, if the world was run by women. Yes. I'm okay with that. That's why some people probably didn't like it. I can see that because that's the same reason why they didn't like that new Ghostbusters that I thought was so great. Mm-hmm. So after the events of Terminator 2, um, Sarah and John Connor decide to go kick their feet up on the beach, you know, go to one of those little bars that they have, one of those little beachside bars that are made out of bamboo sticks and all that kind of stuff. And they're sitting there chilling. And then another, another Terminator shows up and just walks up. Another Another Arnold Arnold shows up and, and just walks up to John and just kills him. And then just walks away. (laughs) He completed his mission. I'm done here. He just walked away. Uh, 22 years later, uh, another glowing ball of light drops a naked woman um, into the road. And the young woman seems to be unconscious. So the two people who she's nearby, they come over and try and help her out. You know, they're nice people. And this happens in Mexico. Um, so they walk over and try and help her and local authorities pull up while they're trying to get her medical attention. And they're like, yo, put your arms behind your back. And they're like, we're trying to help this white woman. She's unconscious and naked. And they're like, yeah, whatever. And she gets up 
And she shows like she has hella speed and skill and she uh, disables the officers and the the man and woman who were watching her were trying to help her initially were like, that's fucking dope. And she's like, that's great. I need your clothes. I'm not in the business of defending the police. However, if I saw a naked woman in that what looked like that part of town with these two people, I would be like. Put your fucking hands up right now. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's for safety purposes. Like, no matter what, you look real suspicious. Like, that's yes. that's one of those things where Patrice O'Neill was like, you know what, I'm just going to walk past that. There's literally no way I'm coming out of this okay. Like, I will call the cops later on anonymously, but I am not stopping to help you because they're going to think I did it. And so... Um, she steals the guy's car and his clothing and heads into the city. And the next day we meet Danny Ramos, um, her and her brother, Diego, uh, work at a local automobile factory and they, she kisses her dad, uh, Vincent, Vincent on the cheek. Um, and they head off to work shortly after they leave another glowing ball of light appears and the new Terminator known as a rev nine. Um, goes into the apartment complex where the Ramos family lives. Um, they get to work and they're all mad because a machine has taken over Diego's job. And so Danny goes to speak with the manager and she's like hella mad that, again, this is the point in time when automation was, it's going to take over all of our jobs. It's going to take over our world and our lives. So she goes to speak to the manager um, and she's mad that the factory's showing more love to uh automation than to humanity and she tried to get the manager to consider keeping diego and firing her um but when she heads back towards diego her father no, hold on hold on listen i know they're trying to make her be a good person nobody's doing that no I'm one is going up there and saying I, <laughs> fire me i don't need a job i mean fire me but regardless of if she has the job or not, they all live in the same house, so maybe she was going to benefit. How? Well, no, the money still pays the rent, but the rent still gets paid. Yeah, one of them is going to be out of work, and that is going to fuck them over. But their dad shows up at the front, and he's like, I brought my lunch for my kids. They forgot it. And um, Danny, as she's walking back towards Diego, she sees her father there, Um and as she's walking toward her father, he gets lit up with machine with uh, shotgun shells. And her father crumples to the ground because Grace is shooting at him. Uh, Danny is like, Daddy! And she's about to run towards him. But Grace grabs her. And uh, Diego follows behind them. And as they run, the new Terminator morphs out of his uh, father disguise and gives chase to them. Um, and Grace attempted... To, to defend them against this Terminator. But the only thing that really helps is when Diego drops a fucking car engine on it and crushes it. Nobody else in this factory is like, yo. The Why fuck? is it mass pandemonium? Exactly. What the fuck? But that's how it happens in all the Terminator movies. Like, I think that they're happening. They're working in a parallel universe, kind of like um, Doctor Strange where nobody sees him in that area where the world was moving and shit. Cause nobody ever sees shit in this world, period. Not once except for, well, they retcon that. So not once, not ever Todd. Um, then they get into a truck and they escape. Uh, but 
the Terminator gets into a bigger truck, which leads to a chase on the nearby freeway. Um, the chase leads to um, the truck uh, that the group is in is about to crash. But Diego and Diego gets impaled by metal bars, which kills him. Danny doesn't want to leave her brother, but Grace pulls her out of the truck in time as the Terminator crashes the vehicle into the truck, destroying it and Diego. In this world, the Terminator can uh, split into two different foes. One is the metal endoskeleton that you see in the future. And the other one is made out of liquid metal. And that's like shitty. I wouldn't want to have to deal with two of them motherfuckers with one mind. And Grace gets ready to prepare to fight the Terminator for the last time. She's like, I'm going to lose, but I want you to run while I distract it. You run as far as you can. And then a um, SUV skids to a stop and Sarah Connor hops out, wielding weaponry like a fucking rocket so launcher. Cool. Hell yeah, she she wielded weaponry like I've been waiting for y'all motherfuckers to come back. And lights it up with a uh, with a shotgun and then shoots it with a rocket launcher. And then it flies over the railing of the freeway. And she's like, I'll be back. And she just walks down after it. And as she walks down after it and goes down to look to make sure it's really blown up, Grace and Danny hop into her SUV and drive the fuck off. Um, but as they get away, Grace's body shuts down um, because of the energy she expended trying to fend off the, uh, the new Terminator. And so Danny is like, we should go to the police. But Grace is like, fuck the cops. That's just going to help him find us faster. So Danny takes Grace to a pharmacy. Uh, Grace robs them for like a gang of medicine. And because she's um, white, nobody really trips. One guy is like, I'll help you. Um, because he, she collapsed on the way out. Um, and as he's helping them walk out, they walk outside and they find Sarah outside in the fucking station wagon. And she says that um, Diego's dead and Grace is like, or Danny's like, well, I got to go see my dad. And she's like, your dad's dead too. Just matter of fact, just, it is what it is. Your dad's dead too. We got to go. Um, she's like, well, I need to. And Sarah's like, do you got your phone? Let me see it real quick. And she hands Sarah her phone and she throws it out the window, destroying it. Never give random people your phone. People like what? Why would you give somebody Sarah, you don't even know your Sarah phone? Does come off as like a nut job, crazy person. She always like, does. Doesn't know any brother? Like she's like, but even now, it's it's more like you know those fucking white people that got like a, a bomb shelter at home and got mm -hmm. seventy five thousand cans of Chef Boyardee in case of a nuclear explosion. That type of person. Remember, in part two, she came off like a white nationalist. It's just her thing. It's the way Although she is. Fair, she knows she she thinks D Day is coming, so she probably should have a bomb shelter with seventy five thousand cans of Chef Boyardee. Yeah, she knows what the fuck she's talking about. You know, she's not wrong, but still, to everybody else, she seems wrong. And so she tells them when she's throwing the phone out the window, she tells Danny, you know, that's going to help the Terminator uh, track you down. And Grace, who's from the future, should be like, she's right. She could co-sign all this shit, but she just stays quiet because she's knocked out. Uh, they get back to the motel. Da -na 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 -na, and Sarah gives Grace the medicines that she needs, which makes her really inefficient, by the way. There's no other being, even an augmented human, which is what we find out that Grace is that powers down as often as Grace does throughout this movie. 
Yeah, she does have a low battery. And when Grace awakes, her and Sarah go to blows before um, explaining their stories. And Sarah tells how she claimed it would stop Skynet from creating Judgment Day, but lost her son, John, which now led to her hunting down Terminators, which I guess is supposed to be what happened in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I never watched it. In that span of time, me neither. I'm just assuming um because otherwise how are you hunting down terminators this isn't the first one you've seen since it killed your son because it's the same exact fucking one um but when sarah when grace asks how sarah knew to find them she tells them it's from an unknown source this source has been texting her information and the source sends sarah coordinates that show where a terminator will show up and each text includes the words for john Grace hacked into the phone and found out that the texts originate from Laredo, Texas, and Danny directs them to the head of her or to head to her uncle who can get them across the border, feeling like whoever is sending the messages may be able to help them. This is the first Terminator that doesn't take place in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, the, the Terminator infiltrated a surveillance system and begins trying to track them down. Um, this Terminator was this wasn't this Gabrielle Luna? Oh yeah, this was the dude who played Ghost Rider on Ages of Shield. Yeah, so he was basically Ghost Rider before he was Ghost Rider. Yeah, he was dope. I like him on this on this. Uh, I like this Terminator because this Terminator was like pretending to be other people, like fully, not yeah. just their voice. I feel like this, I mean, they had to do better than they did with Genesis. Like Genesis, that Terminator, they're just like, be a quiet version of T-1000 until you die. And then they put John in there, which was stupid. So for them to clean it up into this, I really liked the action in this one. I really liked uh, the Terminator in this one, which they call a Rev-9. But I thought it was but dope. they have three different Terminator universes, apparently, because... Genesis was complete, seemed to be separate from the other ones. From Rise of the Machines. Yeah. And then this is separate from three, four, three, and four. Mm hmm. So this is, this was just, I had to watch a YouTube video on the timeline with Terminator after. Don't just, just keep in mind that uh, James Cameron said we disavow all those other Terminator movies. That's it. So they hop on a train to get to Danny's uncle. And on the trip, Danny asks Grace more about the future. And Grace explains that it only took three days to bring the world to its knees. Uh, she lost her parents, but was saved by those fighting back against the machines before volunteering to come back in time to protect Danny. Basically, the story between her and Danny is the same story between John and Kyle. Except there's no trying to impregnate uh, Sarah Connor to set the future off. And with John Connor being there, that means the Kyle Reese came through, which means that timeline is still active. This is that timeline. Sometimes I think about that shit. I don't know why. I just do. Um, with John out of the picture, Danny is now the new Sarah and will surely give birth to the savior of the future. Uh, the three then meet Danny's uncle Felipe and him and his associates help to get them across the border. Um, and the Rev-9 sends a false statement to the U.S. Border Patrol claiming that the group are hostiles. When they emerge from under a hole in the border wall, 
Government agents are waiting for them. And as they're taken away, the Rev-9 attempts to down a drone and kill Danny, but not before Grace manages to save her, but ends up badly injured again. Mm -hmm. So they get taken to a detainment facility, like an ICE facility, and the three women get split up. And Danny's put in a cage with other detainees. Uh, Sarah's detained elsewhere because of her criminal record. And medical staff are surprised when they are examining Grace before she awakens and takes the great and takes the whole group out. Um, and as Grace makes her way to rescue Danny, she finds out the Rev Nine has infiltrated the facility. So the Rev Nine jumps on top of the fence because they always have them in a chain link fence area. That's where they detain them at, and it hops on top of it and it's just walking over the top while Grace is running through trying to find Danny. That part was pretty dope to me as well. Grace managed to get Did Danny. Grace have some type of healing factor? Because I feel like she was almost on the brink of death like five, six times in this film. Over and over again. She'll run out of batteries or get her ass whooped or run out of strength or whatever, and then she'd have to get pumped back up. And it did happen an awful, awful lot. And why does the resistance, why don't they ever get a hold of, like, the top-notch Terminator to send back to protect? They Dude, always right. send back a Terminator 2 or 3 or some type of thing that's not as good as the Terminator to sit back. You're asking the questions that I have been asking. Welcome to the party. Grace and Danny get to a helicopter, but Danny doesn't want to leave Sarah behind, even though they should have. And Sarah manages to find the two and escape, um, but not before the Terminator almost gets her. And Grace is like, you should have never put yourself in risk because you're too important to be doing that. And Sarah's like, she's fucking right. Mm-hmm. basically the same thing she told john like you're you're too important for this shit the three fly to, to laredo texas and touch down and they find the source of sarah's secret text messenger which is the same t-800 that killed john sarah's first impulse is to kill the thing but before that happens grace and danny stop her the t-800 claims that after he killed john he had nothing else to do so he learned how to become a human He adopted the name of Carl and he formed a relationship with a woman and her son that soon caused him to think of Sarah. And given that he could sense when the time flow was disrupted by Terminators being sent back in time, he sent her the text messages to give her life purpose. I like that. Yeah, it it makes sense. And and it, it, I mean, it makes sense. It ties stuff together. He's like one of those reformed white nationalists that are now like, Snitching. Trying to take down, Snitching. Take down all the racist white people. Snitching, yes. Reporting yeah, to the cops. Snitching, yeah. Um, and so knowing that the Terminator is still after Danny, the group is unsure of what to do to protect her. Danny says that she doesn't want to just be protected. She wants to fight because she hasn't fought through this whole movie. She's really like Sarah Connor. She's just running for her life. Um. And the group then goes about trying to get her set up to using weapons, try to get her acclimated. Um, they also surmise that a blast from an EMP would disable the Terminator. And so Sarah reached out to a military contact. They head off to meet the contact and the Terminator is not far behind them and chases them onto a military base. Uh, Sarah's contact manages to get them an EMP and then secures them transport on a, hairy, on a heavy aircraft. And then we find out that Grace, when she was a child, it was Danny who saved her and unites a number of humans in the resistance that fought back against the machines. What they call the new, uh, it's not Skynet. What they call the new one? I don't even remember. 
Um, it wasn't Skynet. It was called um, um, I forget what it was called, but I know it wasn't Skynet. We gonna see. We'll find out. Um, the Rev Nine catches up with them again, and a fight ensues on the plane where the plane is severely damaged. And the group hops into a SUV or a Hummer and just kind of roll the Hummer out the airplane, like in mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious. And the parachutes come out and 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 slow them down or whatever. And the Terminators are fighting on the plane. The plane explodes. Um, that was a pretty dope scene as well. The Rev Nine um, they plummet down in, near the raging waters of a hydroelectric plant. Um, and with their weaponry largely gone and the EMP having been damaged, the group attempts to fight against the Rev-9 with all they have left. And Carl and Grace manage to shove the Terminator into the spinning blades of a nearby turbine. The friction causes it to explode in a massive fireball, which se- severely damages the facility, as well as Grace, Carl, who's Arnold, and the Rev-9. Arnold only shows up for like the last... 30 to 40 minutes of the movie. This is really a Sarah Connor movie. Do you think Arnold was having sex with that woman? No, he said he wasn't. He said he's only there because he's good at listening. He does diapers and he does dishes and he's funny. Or do you mean in real life? Because yes. No, in the movie. I I mean in real life he was in in the movie, no. In real life he was probably (laughs) just he was yeah, he was terminating them cakes. (laughs) (laughs) he would not be like i'll be back and go make them a sandwich um in the aftermath the rev nine's liquid metal shell is deactivated but its endoskeleton is still functional grace is also dying from her wounds and begs danny to use her internal power source which was which movie was that where they took the power source was that genesis that was two no that was genesis because no, he took the power yeah, source and threw it out the window and it exploded. No, that was that was three. That was the one with um that was the one with Claire Danes. Oh okay. remember he took out yeah. his power source when she was trying to get under that door? Yeah, I just remember it was one of the it was one where a woman was a lead was a lead and it wasn't Sarah Connor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So same thing happens here. Uh Danny takes the power source from Grace as Grace dies. Uh, before trying to take on the Rev-9 by herself and the battle she's losing until Sarah yells for Carl to do something. And so he manages to take the power source and pulls the Rev-9 and himself down into the destroyed turbine core. Um, At the bottom of the core, Grace's power source fries the Rev-9 circuit and disintegrates the clothing and flesh on Carl. And as he lays eyes one final time on Sarah and Danny watching him, he utters two words for John. (laughs) after that sarah and danny go and find grace in the present day happily playing amongst a number of other children and while things seem safe it's still possible to more terminators powered by legion that was her name may still be sent back and this time danny intends to stay by sarah's side and help her and hope the judgment day may never come for them and so they go and see Grace and watch her, which was real stalky. And then they're like, she's like, I got to get ready. And Sarah's like, stick with me. And so they drive off into the um, sunset. And there's no more movies. So far. What do you think they're going to make another one? I think so. 
in the same universe or reboot again? In the same universe, James just Cameron's without Linda. I don't think Linda's going to make another one either. But I think it's going to be the same thing with How Danny. How old is she? Linda Hamilton? At this she juncture. Like she was in good shape in that movie. She could do another one. Well, yeah, she was born in 56, so it ain't like she's old. It's just she's I don't 64. think she want to do it anymore. I wouldn't want to do it anymore. I mean, Danny came into this for a reason. She's supposed to be Hold a new on. Sarah she Connor. She was married to James Cameron? Yes. I had no earthly idea that that happened. So, I mean, she's supposed to be... Danny is supposed to be the new Sarah Connor, so that means Sarah Connor doesn't have to be there anymore. Well, no. Well, yeah. Unless the, Well, Sarah Connor has to be the new Arnold. Because there ain't going to be no more Terminators coming back. Yeah, that'll work, too. I like this movie a whole lot. Me too. I thought it was really good. I thought that it was a good way to continue on. Unfortunately, I don't think it did that well in the theater, though. Um, let's see. Terminator, Dark Fates, Box Office. $261 million. Yeah, that's not oh, good. Yeah, not that great. Yeah, that's not good for 2019. Especially no. Terminator, by the way, Terminator Genesis made four hundred forty million. I believe it. Folks thought it was going to be good, but this one, too. I guess this is like, you know, the DC universe. People then go see the good movies, and so they made a few good movies in a row. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah. folks. I mean, folks who reviewed it. Gave it a five out of ten, but you got to keep in mind also an all girl or an all woman cast was definitely going to piss them off. Mm-hmm. So no, Arnold was there. Arnold was there, but this was Sarah's movie. Worldwide, two hundred sixty-one million. Its budget was one hundred eighty-five million. So no, that's not good enough for them to do a sequel. So what's next? So next up. I was going to do my months, but Halloween's coming up. Uh, oh, October's God. coming up. And so that means that we are doing horrible movie month, which means you have choices, Brandon, because I love you. I will give you the choice. Choice number one, okay. we actually do horror movies. We do the horror movies that I don't know how they ended up on our list, but they did. I think that some of our uh, listeners may have suggested them to us in the Hindsight Movie Review group. That's choice number one. Those movies are as follows. Bones, 13 Ghosts, Candyman, Critters. Choice number two, we do zombie movies. You know, what are those choices? I'm not telling you, but they're all recent. I'm just look at the list. They're they're all recent. They are. I'll tell you. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to fool you or anything. They're okay. I'll tell you. It's Shaun of the Dead, Little Monsters, which is one of my favorite movies. Train to Busan, which is another one of my favorite movies. Shaun of the Dead is also one of my favorites. Uh, Zombie Land, and then Seventh and Westlake. Seventh and Westlake is the horrible movie of the month. Do any of these we already have guests lined up for beforehand? The five for uh, the five zombie movies, no. 
The, what about the other? The other ones, movies? we have a guest for Bones. Uh, Ace wants to join us to talk about Snoop Dogg. And then Scar wants to, well, no, we don't have any other ones. And not really Critters and Candyman and 13 Ghosts. I saw Critters when I was little. I just saw Candyman again a couple days ago. And I've never seen Bones before in my life. Never seen 13 Ghosts. That sounds like a Scooby-Doo movie. I don't really want to do zombies, so let's do horror. All right. So for Horrible Movie Month, we're going to do these ones. And it might change. I might change Critters to, yes, I am. I'm going to change it to the movie that fucked me up as a kid. Halloween. Nope. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, God. We could do Halloween instead of candy, man. Uh, I don't know if I... One day we're going to... Maybe next year we'll do the popular horror movies. Like that was when we would do... But that was when we... That would be Halloween. Halloween was a popular movie. I know. That's so, Michael Myers. So how about this? Uh, the movies for this month will be Bones, 13 Ghosts, Tales from the Hood Part 3, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah. So, that means that the next movie we'll be doing will be Bones. If you're um, listening and want to jump in, tweet I'm us. sorry, but please do. But also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of these movies aren't going to be that great. And I'm still running from the fact that we need to do Arachnophobia and Anaconda and Deep Blue Sea. I'm running from those movies, honestly. So the next one we'll be doing will be Bones, the Snoop Dogg movie. It's a great way to start off Horrible Movie Month. Let's go. You can leave a review for the show at uh, Podchaser. Uh, just go ahead and copy and paste that review into Apple Podcasts and then copy and paste that review into Good Pods. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. That's B OK. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Um, the show is Hindsight Reviews, R E V U E S. Um, you can leave a donation at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also leave a donation at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or at Good Pods. Uh, there's a tip jar. We use the donations to buy books and movies. And as you can see from what we got coming up, we're going to need all the help we can get. You can also leave a review at 916-633-1537 or a voicemail. Um, and you can email us at hindsightmoviereviews at gmail.com. And again, reviews is R-E-V-U-E-S. Thank you all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Um, once again, we've made it through yet another block of movies. I would say overall, this month wasn't bad. Well, I, I, wasn't I, I mean, because honestly, even with Rise of the Machines, I like Claire Danes. I don't like that other nigga that was in the movie, but I like Claire. So that helped to be a lot more palatable to me. I enjoyed these movies greatly because I had only seen the first two. Oh, that's adorable. So next month we go back into horrible movies. And then after that, it's my turn to make a choice about the movies we get to watch. And I still haven't chosen yet. We'll know by the end of the uh, 
by the end of the month. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. for hindsight is coffee by cambo smith and it's from the free music archive this is single simulcast